Heyo, we are Fantasy on Draft. I am your host, NMFL, and hosting with me today, Maddie Saddy. What up, Maddie? What's up, Nick? How we doing, brother? Man, I'm good. I'm good. No Joe Griff today. He couldn't be here with us, so we just got the two of us. We're going to be bringing you the, the hard facts of fantasy football. And, man, we got football tomorrow. We do have football tomorrow. We have a great game, too. Right yeah. The gate. They yeah, did a really a, good job with this one. That's a real good starting off. Uh, Buffalo Bills, go Bills Mafia, and the Rams. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for this. I am a big fan of the Bills, a big Josh Allen fan. Yeah. And uh, I really want to see uh, how this plays out because those are two excellent teams. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I guess it may not be tomorrow for you guys. We're recording on a Wednesday night, trying to get it out this out probably tonight or tomorrow early. But, yeah, football. We've Man, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, we uh, – I feel like we deserve it. I feel like we've been through the ringer lately. <laughs> yeah. It's been hot. I've just been watching reruns of TV. I just, I need live football. We had our League of Record redraft uh, draft this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had it on Monday. It was a great day. It was a great weekend all around. You had the four pick. I had the four pick. Uh, yeah, I got Justin Jefferson. I okay. feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I was between him and Derrick Henry. Uh, and I really, I've always wanted to have Justin Jefferson on my team. I root for the guy. He was there. I think he's going to excel this year. I was really excited to have him. Yeah, their their new offense, I mean, there's talk of him playing the Cooper Cup role. And, I mean, that can't be bad for him. Yeah, I'll take a record-breaking re- uh, year for my uh, wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah. I had the turn. I had 12 and 13. I was happy to take Devontae Adams at 12. I've never had Devontae Adams before. Neither have I, but, I mean, with that new offense and playing with Derek Carr, you know they're going to improve themselves. That's going to be fun. The last time they played together, they led the NCAA in touchdowns. Fresno State, right? Yeah, yeah. so hopefully they can keep that going. And then at 13 on the turn, I took um, Alvin Kamara. And I like that. Fingers crossed there's no suspension this year. It sounds like there's not going to be. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the uh, basically – all the law jibber jabber about what was going on with that. It's going to wait till the off season. Maybe next season will be a little bit more worrisome, but I mean, get him out the turn. Now it's Alvin Kamara. He's going to do some well. He's going to do some good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was happy for it. And overall my team, I like my team. I, I had a couple panic picks. I didn't know. I had a couple guys go. I had, I was just waiting to smash Alan Lazard and he went two picks before me on, I don't know what round it was, but that threw me off a little bit. Yeah. He went pretty late. He went later than I thought he was with, you know, the Packer fans that we have in our squad, Packer and Niner fans. I got Debo uh, coming back in the second round and I thought for sure he was going to be gone. So when he came back, I, I smashed, yeah. you know, absolutely draft him. And, you know, I get to root for him I'm an, as a Niners fan. So Justin, Je- Justin Jefferson and Debo out of the gate, that's going to be fun. I feel a little weak at running back, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's always fun. Our, our league is a lot of trash talk. We do a lot of bets, so it's going to be a good time. I never get more nervous than draft day. Yeah, right, it, right. You know, fourth round, you're sitting there and you're like, ah, oh, do I want this guy? Do I want this guy? It's, it's, I would like to do our blood pressure next year. Right. Just right at the beginning and right at the end, see how we're done. You got Andy and AJ just talking trash the whole time. Nonstop. Like, oh, no. And I wouldn't have it either, any other way. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, we have some good stuff planned for today. But first, a little housekeeping just to get it out of the way. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast. We'd love to have you follow us and rate us, maybe review us on Apple. Definitely helps people out to find us there. Um, we have a fantasy on draft podcast facebook page we also have a bad fantasy football trades page on facebook uh, that's a fun place people post bad trades that were happened or that were offered we like to make fun of them 
We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy on draft. And that is D-R-A-U-G-H-T. Check us out there. Patreon is a place that you can help support the show financially if you'd like. For as little as a dollar an episode, you can help support us and keep the podcast running. Keep us talking to you each week. Seriously, even a dollar an episode um, helps us out so much. Helps with the cost of running and putting out a podcast. There's also perks to being a Patreon member, including mock drafts, rookie rankings, and our Discord channel. So if you're interested in expanding and helping us a little bit, check out Patreon. For today's episode, we're going to talk a little NFL news and notes, and then we're going to we're going to go through the matchups for week one and kind of talk studs and duds, right? Yeah, a little bold prediction, see what we're getting week one. I'm so excited that I'm just I'm about to uh, you know predict how kickers are going to do, so whatever we want to talk about, we can. <laughs> um, then we'll finish with the drunken trade of the week, because why not? But first, let's get into our beer of the day. Matt, you want to start talking about this guy a little bit, go through the beer of the day here? Yeah, so I got this uh, smoothie-style sour ale from 450 North Brewing out of Columbus, Indiana. Um, the can says it's a smoothie pastry style sour ale. Uh, it is conditioned on double blackberry, uh, blueberry, plum, honey, brown sugar, cinnamon, and lactose. It is a vibrant, uh, magenta color. It's very thick too. It's, but super tasty. Um, we were talking about this before we started. It tastes like a jelly donut, like bite yeah. a jelly donut. It's not as much sour to me. It does have a little sour kick, but it's more just flavorful a lot of stuff going on everything they're mentioning on the can i can tell it's in there um i don't know what do you think about it i think that um first of all we forgot to mention it's sticky icky buns is oh the name i apologize yeah and i was the, you know a little tongue twister at the beginning smoothie style sour ale too much fun to say <laughs> there's little joints looks like all over the can yeah some, some medicinals all that we're gonna yeah. find out this is a 50 milligram <laughs> <laughs> smoothie style sour ale and we're gonna have some trouble towards the end of this you're right about it not being super sour but i think that if it wasn't brewed as a sour i think it would be incredibly too sweet i think the sour helps kind of bring it back and make it a little more drinkable but it's definitely it's like a man they're just the the blackberry and the blueberry all that pops so much and then the cinnamon just kind of rounds it out and kind of makes it like yeah like a jelly donut or something yeah, like the honey kind of brings it back a little bit yeah and then the lactose is usually used as a thickener to kind of give it bigger mouthfeel. And this definitely has, I mean, it's a slushy, smoothie, pastry style. I don't even know all the adjectives they use to describe them, but it's definitely got got some big, big mouthfeel. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the cheeks, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> it's right there. What'd you rate it? Um, you know, I like it a lot. Uh, it's... I think, like I said, it's not as sweet as I thought it was going to be. The very first taste, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's going to be a sweet bomb. And it's not. I like it a lot. Um, I would give it a 7.6 probably um, because it's sours are not totally my deal. I don't love them, but I think it's done very well. And the um, the cinnamon is really good to me. I like the way it brings all the, all the berries back. So, yeah, I'm going to do a 7.6. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I was going to give it about a 7.5. You know, it's funny to call this a beer at all because I know this may be like a faux pas, but I almost want this with like a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Like it's just... Oh, it'd be so good that way. That's what I'm thinking. And it's not something I'd order on tap anywhere, but like I'd save it for that, you know, you know what, I've already had my dinner for the night and this is just going to be the perfect dessert. And like you said, it's like a pastry sour and I totally see that. I think it's, you know, really refreshing and it's not as heavy as it looks. Um, I'm a big fan of it, but yeah, about a, about 7.5. 
Yeah, I don't know. Again, it's one of those beers where I don't know if you can drink the whole 16-ounce can at, at one sitting for me. It would be a little too acidic and just the sours are tough. But, I mean, drinking the the five to eight ounces we have here is, yeah, is delicious. It's I, right on point. I'm glad we're sharing one. Yeah, but you can see, too, it's just completely coating the glass. And I mean, it's almost like it looks like if we left it a little bit longer, it'd separate. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's, it it's on its would. way. Yeah, I'm glad we're drinking it quick enough because, like I said, if this gets a couple degrees warmer, this may not be too yummy. So, yeah, guys, that's Sticky Icky Buns from 450 North Brewing, and they are at 450 North Beer, and their website is 450northbrewing.com. Check them out. They're, uh, this is pretty cool. I like this. And great can work, too. I always, you know, I was always a big fan of New Glory's can work. I always think it's fun when they do some cool stuff. This is like a design I'd want on a T-shirt or, you know, some kind of bowling shirt. It's got all these pastries on it. If you guys are at home and you have your phone out, check out Sticky Icky Buns uh, Beer. And uh, you might end up on the wrong Google search. But, uh, yeah, check out the design. It's really cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. Thanks for bringing that. That's a good one. All right, let's jump into some NFL news and notes. Um, just kind of a big one I saw today. George Kittle has a groin injury. Yeah, I heard a little bit of whispers of this. Do you think there's a lot there? Do you think they're just a little apprehensive because week one we're so close to kick off that they're like, all right, no risk? Because, I mean, Shanahan did this with um, with Elijah Mitchell, too, for the last few yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. said he was held out of practice today, and he's listed as day-to-day. And that was kind of all I saw. So hopefully it's just a precautionary um, move so that it doesn't get worse. Yeah, if you have any stocks in George Kittle, I'd definitely be checking Sunday morning or Saturday evening and see what his status is. But I'm thinking they're just being a little bit more precautious. It's just tough. As a Niners fan, we have so many injuries. And, Every week. You know, Every, our, and it's always top-listed guys. It's, yeah, it's our best guys <laughs> all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because Debo just got better. He was, right, I mean, he right. was kind of on the questionable list. And they're like, oh, how's his hamstring? How's this going on his knee? And it's like, well... What? <laughs> Who's lacing this guy's shoes up, man? Exactly. Chris Godwin was listed as healthy today. Kind of shocking. Yeah. He tore his ACL week 15 of last year. Yeah. And there's kind of been some reports that he's getting well and he's practicing and, and doing some stuff. And to be listed as healthy on the injury report, that's that's great news. Yeah, I got the notification day at work and I was kind of blown away because I'm kind of following, you know, Gallup and jk dobbins right. a little bit and they've all torn their acls in different points in the year and jk dobbins is very questionable for week one right and he tore it last year at the beginning of the season right right so to see a guy so late in the season i mean he's uh, he's iron man if he's coming back on week one and I'm, i'd be a little surprised he's a huge part of that offense and tom brady's gonna be looking his way if he plays i think it might be a little bit limited but the fact that he's suiting up at all is amazing to me yeah i think he would definitely be limited i agree with you there i have him in a couple leagues and i'm looking for other options yeah i mean some leagues you don't have another option so you gotta stick them in there and play them and just hope for the best but if you have something better i would i would probably for sure week one just to see what kind of snap count he's on and that's how good he was you want to stash right here you expected him to be out at least a couple weeks and so the fact that he's like trying to come back this early is a little scary but yeah like i said if he i mean the numbers are there I would like to see him play. Yeah. The Jaguars running back James Robinson, he tore his Achilles in week 16 last year, and they're saying he's active and will play on Sunday. What's in these guys' Wheaties, man? How are they coming back so quick? And Achilles is such a long process. You have to learn to walk again. So I wish Joe was here to ask him about it because he's our medical expert. But the thing I kind of was understanding a little bit from Cam Akers is – 
that the procedure to fix it now is so much better than it has been in the last 10 years or something like that, that now when they go in and do it, they're fixing, you know, I think the way I understood it is back then they just kind of took, like if you broke a bungee cord, right? And you know, a bungee cord has all those tiny little freaking fibers fibers and they're all um, rubber bands, right? If you were to sever that and then you just like, took some hot glue or took some glue and glued it all together, right? And just was like, all right, done. You're yeah. good to go. Now they're on, they're basically putting all those little rubber bands back together and healing those and then putting it together so that it's already better healing process or already so it's like so that's the way, the way I understand it. It's like the way Tommy John used to be. Right. I mean, guys are getting elective Tommy John now in baseball, you know, out of right. college. So right. it's so much I mean the medical advancements that they're making is huge, but that's Obviously, he has the best medical professionals. Right. It's still very impressive that both these guys are coming back so quickly. And, yeah, that's the way I heard it explained when Cam Akers came back in the same season from tearing his. So um, we'll see. Also, Cam Akers got a lot of run, but he didn't look as explosive, you know, so that's going to take a little while, too. So I don't don't know. I, I just picked up James Robinson in the league. He got dropped. I put the highest fab on him, and I got him, and... I'm excited, but I'm also glad that I'm not counting on him right now. Yeah, he's definitely a stash play for sure. And, you know, with a rookie running back, I mean, he's second year, Etienne is, but he is essentially a rookie running right, back this right. year. He so it's, it's always, good to, it's always yeah. good to have a backup. And they are, I think they are so different as players that they can both succeed in the in the offense. Um, so, yeah, I, but again, I'm in this boat of if unless you have to play James Robinson, uh, let's kind of go with the wait and see a little bit. More of a bye week villain at this point. Right, yeah. right. Um, Mitch Trubisky was listed as the number one quarterback on the depth chart in Pittsburgh. Does that interest you at all? Does it change anything for their wide receivers? Like outside of fantasy, it just makes me happy. I'm kind of pulling for this guy. He's kind of like that dark horse where I hope he gets some snaps. I want to see him. You know, he was so much fun to watch. Uh, when it comes to fantasy in deeper leagues, you know, super flex or if you just ha- or stashing someone maybe, but um, yeah, I don't know. Good for him. But overall, just good for him. I'm happy he's starting. Yeah. He, he kind of got, he got put in such a bad place being drafted so early and then guys like Deshaun Watson being drafted after him and stuff like that where he's actually play, played fairly good football yeah he's not a bad quarterback i, mean, I feel like he got a bad right, rap and then right. people just kind of ran with it yeah and, big like, time. and i was kind of like confused by it so like i said it's just he, he doesn't seem like a bad guy he seems like he's gonna be fun to watch um will he have any fantasy relevance eh, we'll see about that but i mean who knows yeah i mean he's gonna have some weapons yeah i mean he's he could close his eyes throw it deep and i'm you know it could pay off so it should be interesting to watch yeah i don't have any interest in him unless it's super flex, but you know, there, I think he could be a stash and you could see, I just, I'm worried that especially in like dynasty leagues that he's maybe not even finished the year as the starter. Yeah. I do have him in a super flex dynasty league. And when they said he was starting, I was surprised. Cause you know, his projection goes from 0.04 to, uh, you know, it's like 18 points. Like, Oh, that's cool. But I, am I starting him anytime soon? No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Washington Commanders coach Ron Rivera said the swelling is down in Brian Robinson's knee and he's off the crutches for a guy, you know, I'm sure most of you know, but he was shot recently in an attempted robbery. Um, So that's all good news. That all sounds good. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm glad because you don't you want to hear about that. You want to hear about a guy ever getting you know carjack shot, whatever, and especially when it's just a young player. Uh, it sounds like they're still going to give it to Antonio Gibson for a while when it comes to fantasy relevance. But I'm glad he's doing a lot better. It was kind of scary there for a minute when you just get that little blurb on your on your phone that's for like real? you know rookie Brian Robinson shot. And you're like, I need more information. I would like to know if he's okay. And they're like. Oh, it's not life threatening. It's like, okay, is it football threatening? Because that's the next thing I got to ask. And But it's good to know. I mean, Ron Rivera is great at being very honest and transparent about his players. He's always been like that. So it's good to know that uh, he's off crutches. He's doing well. Yeah. And he's on the pup. So he has to be out until week five, no matter what. But it does sound like there's a pretty good chance he's going to come back this year for sure. I mean, that's he's going to heal up and, and be back on the field at some point. And what more motivation than to come back and be like, yep, I was shot six weeks ago, and guess what? I'm about to run it 80 yards on you guys right now. It's like that is a ton of motivation. You know this guy's just going to have a chip on his shoulder. He's going to want to kick some ass. Totally. And Rivera also said that they are going to give Antonio Gibson the rock right now. They're going to give it to him and rely on him. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I feel like it was the fantasy world was on Brian Robinson's side and we're falling off Antonio Gibson real fast, but yeah, for sure. When he was, you know, taking a uh, punt returns and stuff, people were right. like, are they like, is this going to be a committee? 60, 40, 50, 50. What's going on here? I think this is a great opportunity for Antonio Gibson to be like, okay, let me prove my worth in this backfield and show why I should be RB1. Exactly. It gives him like this kind of second life opportunity. So that should be very interesting to watch. Exactly. And I think that, he either needs to yeah take it as that and try to uh you know take the ball and run with it if you will or um literally you know, just continue doing the stupid stuff he was doing and fumbling all the time and stuff oh, like man. that and then if that's the case brian robinson will come in and take the job over and we'll just move on if not hopefully antonio gibson can keep doing some stuff i mean he's been an rb1 every year of his career so hope i mean I'd like to see Antonio. I'm a big Antonio Gibson fan, but I've never had any shares of Antonio Gibson because I have him everywhere. Yes, you do. But every time I've played against him when he's on another team, I always just kind of side eye, like, oh man, I know this guy's gonna go off for like a buck fifteen and two touchdowns. Right, and right. he's just he's scary. He's super quick, man. So we'll see if this is gonna give him that opportunity to, you know, like I said, cement his worth. Bills and tight end Dawson Knox reached a new deal. Uh, it was a four year extension. And all I could find is it said that it was supposed to be top five tight end money, but I couldn't really find details uh, of of money. I didn't see that. So um, do we think this means that they're really invested in him? They just cut O.J. Howard as well? Or is it something they just kind of do because it's his time? Yeah, I think he's young enough and they can develop him enough with a Josh Allen offense and what they've got going on there. They're obviously developing this offense around Josh Allen to make a run. They're one of the Super Bowl favorites. I think they might be the Super Bowl favorite from MGM uh, Sportsbook. And so I think they're like, Let, this is our guy. We're going to go with him. He's, you know, he is he top five tight end money? Not yet, but it doesn't mean he's not going to be worth it. Maybe they're going right. to get, he, they could pay him now. And then in three years, like, man, that was a bargain because yeah, he is point. just shattering records and could be Josh Allen's favorite target. I mean, let's not forget, Stefan Diggs is not exactly young anymore. That's true. And so they're gonna he's going to be looking for targets. And so he, Josh Allen's only going to get better. And when he can't go deep, he's going to see Knox there and he's going to do his dump passes. He's a big guy. He's very athletic. Should be interesting to watch. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about him? I mean, he had nine touchdowns last year, but he didn't have – a ton of catches i don't know the number off the top of my head he didn't have a ton of yards the the touchdowns definitely carried him to be i think he was a top seven tight end and 
he was very reliable for Josh Allen in the end zone. I mean, Josh Allen looked for him a lot. So I think that that's kind of going to be his role. They just don't strike me as a type of offense to be getting their tight end 100 yards a game and eight, nine catches. It seems more like a couple catches a game, you know, somewhere in the 40 to 60 yards, and you're probably going to catch a touchdown, you know, every other week or something like that. And Yeah, tight end dependent, you know, tight end, and uh, he's it, just not the crazy amount of volume. He so, has so many different weapons on that team. So right. I, th- I think you're completely right, right about that. But you are right. Diggs is not a spring chicken, and Knox is still young, so he can, you know, they could definitely develop more. I mean, even Josh Allen has been getting better and better every year, so. God, is he good, man. I've had a lot of Dawson Knox in Dynasty, and I've traded him away a lot. Not really on purpose, just because he's been a pretty decent piece to move i feel like tight ends are always kind of everybody kind of always needs a tight end um and i like to hoard them in dynasty (laughs) if you can young ones yeah so then when i'm you know i i use them as a a trade piece like if i'm trying to trade you know this wide receiver for this running back or vice versa and then i'm like and i'll throw in this really young tight end (laughs) right you know and usually in most leagues i have six or seven of them i feel like of those tight ends that are Somewhere between tight end 10 and tight end 14, you know, and sometimes it works. People are like, oh, you throw that guy in? All right. And Dawson Knox this whole offseason was one that I, I did that quite a bit of. Yeah, I can totally see it. We were talking about this before we uh, started recording that between like tight end 7 and tight end 15, it's pretty minimal. Like if you're not talking a lot of separation totally. there. So those aren't guys you're going to reach for. I mean tight end 14 you could draft in you know whatever round and you don't have to reach for it like you would you know tight end seven you got the big four or five guys there so is Dawson Knox elite yet no but it doesn't mean he's not going to be like you said he's young I mean look how long it took for Kelsey to like develop that rapport it took him a while and so he has that opportunity yeah no for sure that's that's a good thing is ever I mean a good point that tight ends usually take a little while even you know everybody yeah Kelsey's been the number one tight end for the last who knows eight ten years in fantasy but he didn't start that way no he didn't at, at all. all you know so you get a guy that's quarterbacks looking for in the end zone yep not a not a bad thing and to know that both of you are going to be there for a while that's i think that's what buffalo is looking at it's like well, you guys are going to be here so figure out a way to make this work and make this you know expose those defenses and get on the same page because yeah. you're yeah. neither of you are getting traded um, anything else for news and notes anything you can think of that we might have missed not too much man so excited I feel like everyone's kind of trying to lay low right now everyone's just holding yeah. their breath we're yeah. so close we know the presents are wrapped we just don't want to go downstairs and open them yet we're right there on the verge of kickoff it's it's gonna be fun man. I know I'm already like okay tomorrow I'm get off work at this time and I'm gonna come <laughs> home and do this and then I'm gonna do this and yeah I'm, I can't wait it's it's the reward after all the the offseason stuff you know, it's we were just we just got red zone and we were talking about yeah. that, and that, which is just present to each other. Like, let's just have that. But I know I'll be up at eight fifteen, triple, quadruple checking lineups, making sure yeah. you're watching news. Be like, how's this guy warming up? Is he okay? It's such a fun thing, and we're on the cusp of it right now. Yeah, so excited, guys! This week's show is brought to you by the great people at the Common Social Emporium. The Commons is a tap room where the patron pours their own beverage. It's a social gathering space located just south of downtown Chico with over 20 beers on tap and a small selection of wine. It was created as a common space to share with the community. As third and fifth 
generation Chico locals, the owners felt it was important to give back to where they came from, providing not only a recre recreational establishment, but a unique experience, a social emporium, if you will. Located at 2412 Park Avenue, Chico, California, or you can find them at www.thecommonschico.com. One of my favorite places. And great dudes. The owners are awesome. They've always been really good to me. All right. We're going to just go through the week one matchups kind of game by game and just let you know if there's players we like or players we don't like really in the matchup. Um, you know, we'll start off the Thursday game. That's the the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. That that could be a high-scoring game quick. I'm just so excited for this game in general. I'm kind of surprised. I feel like it's a it could possibly be like a Super Bowl preview kind of thing. I know a lot of people use that term, but um yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Who you got? Who you think? Buffalo or Rams? Um I'm going to root for Buffalo. It's in Los Angeles, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna root for Buffalo. I think that Josh Allen can pull it off, and he's got the weapons. I mean, obviously, so do the Rams, but <laughs> just um, a couple. I'm just not sure their running game is really gonna work too well. And I think that I mean, we saw Buffalo go toe to toe with that game with the Kansas City and put up all those points. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Buffalo. I'm with you. I think Buffalo takes this one. Uh, I do think it's gonna be very high scoring. I'm thinking somewhere in the realm of a. 35 to 24 game though i think buffalo pulls it out is there anyone you think is going to excel yeah i mean josh allen for sure i think yeah. he's going to have a big game i think stefan diggs will have a, a good game as well i don't like running backs on either team i mean i don't i don't want anybody i'd like there's you know cook for buffalo i think towards the end of the season he'll be doing well but i'm not ready week one to play him the running backs both henderson and acres for the rams there's too many question marks right now we don't know who's healthy we don't know who they're gonna give the ball to we don't so i'm definitely out on on the running backs and then cooper cup that guy will that guy will probably have 100 yards and a touchdown in the first half so i think for me i think cup's actually gonna bust a little bit and this okay. is why I think, right. I think he set the mountain so high last year so i think i'm with you i think josh allen's gonna be the stud this game but i do think cooper cup uh just doesn't perform too crazy i he's an amazing wide receiver arguably the best one but i think that they're gonna try and blanket the best they can with him and i think uh stafford's gonna probably spread around a little bit with Allen robinson and you know van jefferson a little bit okay okay so next game we got up we got new orleans against atlanta who you got uh new orleans for sure on that atlanta is their offense is not good they're in a rebuilding year and I think New Orleans will be well. I think they'll win easily. Yeah, I'm with you too on that one. Uh, indoor game there in Atlanta. I think New Orleans kicks ass. I think uh, Alvin Kamara goes nuts this game. I think he puts up probably like 140 all-purpose yards, probably a touchdown or two. And I think Mariota does not do so well for Atlanta. I think, you know, he doesn't have a lot of fantasy relevance. But it, So if anyone's starting him week one in any of your fantasy teams, that's a little rough to begin with. But And so it's easy to say Mariota's not going to do well, but... I think he they're going to be looking at their rookies real fast throughout this game. Yeah, I think Marietta will probably have some rushing yards that'll help save his day a little bit. But yeah, I don't I wouldn't be playing him unless it's the deepest of super flex leagues. All, yeah. all the leagues. Yeah, I do think I think Adam Troutman um, for the Saints, I think, is a, a sneaky start. If you're one of those playing one of those tight ends that we were talking about somewhere in the eight to 14 range, I think Adam Troutman will, will do well this week. 
it will be fun to watch uh, Drake London as well, see what he's going to do. There's that will be lo- fun. There's a lot of hype on him, and I'm sure Mariota is going to pick him out a little bit. Yeah, I'd also like to see what happens with, you know, Cordella Patterson, Tyler Ajir, Damian Williams. I'd like to kind of see how they how they split that backfield up a little bit. It's going to be very interesting. It's not just a two-man committee. It's a three-man committee, and especially when you have a running back and that did so well last year, but then you have this stud running back that's going to start. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be an interesting game for sure. Uh, next on docket, Cleveland against Carolina in Carolina with some rain, apparently. Who are you thinking? Oh, I got to go. I got to back my boy Baker here. Um, Baker's going to be fired up. He's going to be ready to go. He was threading the needle on some throws this last week of, of preseason. So I'm definitely going to pick Carolina. But if Deshaun was there, that would be definitely different. I think <laughs> I think having Jacoby Brissett there is kind of the downfall for the Cleveland because Cleveland's a better team easily. For sure. Uh, I'm with you on this one, Carolina. I think Baker's got something to prove here. I think he wants to prove it's his house right out of the gate. And I think CMC returns the form. He'll go nuts this year. Um, and he'll start off against this Cleveland defense. And I think uh, Nick Chubb probably slows down a little bit. I think Kareem Hum's going to be involved a little bit more. So I think this game, he's going to be a little slow to start. And he's going to be under on some projections there. Okay. I'm, I'm, I want every part of this game. I mean, I want, I want Baker. I want Chubb. I want Hunt. I definitely McCaffrey. I think he's back. You know, I think he's going to do great. DJ Moore, this will be the best quarterback DJ Moore's ever played with. 1,200 yards every year. 1,200 yards and four touchdowns every year. With terrible quarterback play. As for the Browns, I think that David Njoku is going to be a sneaky play. Oh, I like that. Brissett just hammers his tight ends. He, he is, you know, every year that he started, he has just hammered the tight end position. So I think while he's in and before Deshaun comes back, I think Njoku could be somebody that starts off really strong and then around week nine you trade him <laughs> and just fades off a little bit so i guess we could say that the uh if you're starting either of these defenses those are the ones we think are going to be the big bust <laughs> right yeah yeah good call get rid of those yeah, other- which also goes back to new orleans game i think new orleans defense is not not a bad play yeah it's not a bad streamer for sure uh, san francisco at chicago real windy two uh teams that are gonna be i think this is gonna be a violent game for some reason you know you got trey lance trying to prove himself who you got i mean i'm gonna pick the niners because they're a much better team and they're my team so i'm, I'm definitely gonna gonna pick the niners but i don't think it's gonna be as easy as it should be yeah i could see that for sure um i'm gonna pull niners i think it will be close i think you're right i think it's gonna be close probably up until halftime i think the niners will figure something out at halftime and probably win by seven or ten but it's, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think Justin Fields is going to uh, do pretty well this year, and I think he's going to try and prove himself right out of the gate. Yeah, I think Fields is going to do well this year as well. I think he's made some strides to, to improve his game. I think he'll be, he'll be a good quarterback. I think Darnell Mooney does go off. I think he, him and Justin Fields have got a rapport. They had all year to work you know, with each other last year. He started to do well. They've had the preseason. I think he's going to be a strong play this week. Um, and opposite of him, I think Debo Samuel is going to play really well. I think it's going to be a high offensive game, and I think those two are both going to kick ass. I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see how they use Debo, if they're giving him as many carries as they were at the end of the year last year. 
Um, but I think Debo's always going to go off. They're going to find ways to get him the ball. It's just that, you know, there's some Trey Lance, scary, you know, no idea what how that's going to go. So I really want to see that in a live game. I also want to see Brandon Ayuk. I want to see how they use him. I do too, especially after the beginning last year and the rapport he had with Shanahan. I want to see how he's developed and know that he's going to take this game seriously and that he wants to prove himself. Right. And with Debo doing so well on the opposite end, He's been able to work with Trey Lance. Let's see if, you know, they were saying he was uttered in the same sentence as Jerry Rice, which is such a blasphemous statement. Right. But the fact that you get to hear that, there's got to be some talent there. So I want to see how well he does. I think they've got some weapons. And if they're going to lean a little easily on Elijah Mitchell, I think they may use Debo a little bit in the running game there. Yeah, if, yeah. If, I, if they start to slow down at all, they're going to go to what they know, and they're going to want to win this game. And Debo in the backfield is something they know well. I would say keep an eye on Kittle, keep an eye on his injury. You know, you you should we should have a better better idea before the game goes on Sunday, but just keep an eye keep an eye on that. If his groin injury is acting up, you may want to go a different route. Probably don't have a different route, but just something to keep an eye on. Check your lineups early on Sunday morning. Uh Pittsburgh at the Bengals. Who you got? I'm gonna go the Bengals. Pittsburgh has always been a good team as long as I've been alive. Then I feel like they're a good team. I feel team. like they're always they're just there. They just show up and they feel like they yeah exactly. And I feel like they have been the Bengals' meaner older brother for years. And I think it's time <laughs> that the Bengals you know kick their ass. I think it's a blowout as well. Yeah, I think yeah. they're absolutely going to just put them down to the ground. And they're I think Joe Burrow is going to see how many yards he can throw for. I don't even. I don't think if they're up 40 nothing, I think they're going to keep in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, play. that's what I feel, too. I feel like there's going to be no like, oh, let's take our foot off the gas pedal. They could be up 40 and I think they'll still be slinging it. So and with as much praise that we gave Trubisky earlier, saying that he was a starter, this is a very uphill week one going against a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. That is full of piss and vinegar and very young. I think Burrow has an outstanding game with Chase and Higgins. But also on the other side. I have this feeling about Claypool. I feel like he was kind of a dud last year. There's a lot of speed there, a lot of talent. I think he kind of pulls off a couple of sneaky uh, fantasy points this week. Yeah, I feel like his his gameplay works better with like a Trubisky than Big Ben and his noodle arm last year. So, <laughs> um, I also think Joe Mixon will will have a pretty good pretty good game. I think I like Mixon this year. Yeah, start all the Bengals. You have any Bengals, start them. All right, next up on the docket, we've got Philly in Detroit in a dome game. Who you got there? Man, I'm going to go to Detroit. I'm going to go to Detroit in the upset. I feel like some of the stuff we've been seeing on Hard Knocks and... Oh, God, it's so good this year, too. Just that they want to play for their coach. Yeah. And I think, you know, they're at home, season opener. Um, you know, I think they're going to give it give it a run. I think they, they're going to go for it. So I I'm going to pick them. I, I want to play for their coach, man. He gets me fired up. And along with Jamal Williams, I want to run through a wall when that guy talks, man. I'm with you. I think Detroit. Uh, I think Detroit makes the upset. They're at home. They got this whole backing of Hard Knocks behind them. They've got a lot of people that are enjoying them. I think they've created some fans that people that didn't know they were going to be fans of the Detroit Lions. And I think DeAndre Swift goes absolutely crazy along with uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, who is man. I wish I had more shares of him. He is so much fun to watch, and I yeah. think he is going to explode this year. But I think those two do really well. It's weird because I feel like those two are going to do really well. And then I look up and I'm like, is Jared Goff going to do really well? Or are they just going to make the best of what they get from him? I think that some of their play can, I think Goff is going to play to their strengths a little bit. So, yeah, yeah, I think they could do well. I also think A.J. Brown is going to eat um, the rapport that they're saying he's had with Hurts this preseason. It's just been unreal. So 
the Eagles on paper is such a hot team. Some of these players, these guys are pro bowlers. They should have massive contracts. And don't get me wrong, A.J. Brown does have a magic, ma- uh, massive contract. But with Devonta Smith there, Miles Sanders, and Jalen Hurts has all the talent in the world. But I'm with you. I think Detroit does take this one in a very close game. I think it's gonna be a yeah. I think it's gonna be a bloodbath. I, I am also intrigued just to see how Philadelphia handles their running backs. Yeah, Let's as see who I, gets the most and how they do it. I mean, I just drafted Miles Sanders, and I'm a little uneasy about it. We're we're using the sleeper app right now, and as we click on each game, it if you have a player in the game, it marks them in yellow and. I have Miles Sanders, <laughs> Kenny Gainwell, and Trey Sermon. <laughs> a lot going on there. Apparently, I'm heavily invested in Trey Philadelphia's Sermon, man. run new, game. New Philly resident. That's going to be interesting too. I wonder if they're. You think you think he touches the ball? No. Week one. No. All right. Indianapolis against Houston. I don't know about you, but I think Indianapolis wipes him. What are you thinking? Houston has zero chance in this game. <laughs> if, all the bets, people take them all. If Houston. If Houston gets it within 17 and a half, I'd be surprised. Yeah, that's it. Just check the spread real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm with you. I think Indianapolis puts on a clinic. Matt Ryan's going to be real comfortable with all the protection and just zero defense with the Houston trying to get him. I think he's going to make Pittman look incredible. And then you got, you know, Taylor's just going to take off where he left off from last year. It'll be interesting to see what you know, the brand new rookie we have in Houston in the backfield, Damon Pierce, see how he does. It's going to suck because he's probably not going to do very well at the gate, but I want to see some of that talent. I want to see what he's made of. Cause I mean, preseason doesn't exactly translate to regular season. There's, there's such a, I haven't, I struggle in some ways. It's like, yeah, dude, come out and run for a hundred yards rushing against Indianapolis game one. Like do it. You're, they're already making him the one, one in dynasty rookie drafts and i mean they just people the hype on him is unreal and in some ways i'm like you know what do it just come out and and then i'm like or have eight carries for nine yards and (laughs) calm some people down a little bit and then just put in that one low draft or that one uh trade offer to everyone who has like oh man i thought he was gonna do well too but he's not how about a (laughs) third rounder next year for him for indianapolis jonathan taylor i mean please yeah all and, of it. and then Pittman, Michael Pittman too. I, I think so. Gonna, he's gonna eat. I think he's gonna eat all year. Um, I was listening to some guys today, and they were just talking about how Pittman, his like the number of throws, like his targets, but that were bad targets, is so high. And to have Matt Ryan in there, who can pretty much put it wherever he wants, yeah. like they're just saying how. You know, Pittman is just gonna he's gonna be fun blow to watch. up. Yeah, I hope so. He I, I think he ends up top five this year. Mm-hmm. All right. Next we've got New England in sunny Miami. Oh, man, I'm I'm taking New England. I think New England does it. I think they're young and they don't know they shouldn't win against Miami. You, and I think they're gonna stop Tyreek. You know that two is three and zero against New England? I did not know that. Yeah. I changed my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take Miami. And I think that it's just because the coaching staff, I mean, obviously Belichick is unreal. He's a great coach, but they're so out of whack. There's something going on there. I mean, the reports coming out of practice is that they can't run the ball. Like they, against their own team and everything, like they can't run the ball. It's almost like they don't share the same locker room. Yeah. I, the communication's way off. I mean, they're using, I think they're using two defensive coordinators to be their offensive coordinator. Um, you know, Belichick, sometimes I think he thinks he's too smart 
Belichick doing Belichick things. Yeah, and um, you know, Mac Jones is fine. I I think you know he's not the greatest fantasy quarterback, but he's fine. But I just I don't want anything to do with their offense right now at all. Uh, I have a lot of shares of Ramondre Stevenson, and I am sitting him everywhere that I possibly can. And I think Miami, I think Tua is going to be, you know, I think he's going to be uh, an Alex Smith in his heyday. Alex Smith for Kansas City where, you know, he's never wowing you with his numbers, but he's efficient. He makes the, you know, short to intermediate throw. He was actually number one in deep throw uh, last year from PFF. I didn't know that. I know. It doesn't even sound right. <laughs> um, so I think that Miami is going to be a decent team. And I think they're going to win some games that people don't think they should. And I think they'll lose some games that people think they shouldn't as well. But I think they can beat New England. I, I like I like Tyreek Hill. I like Waddle. Um, I'm hoping Gesicki still gets to catch the ball. I have some shares of Gesicki. I would and, like to see him do well. And I think Chase Edmonds has looked really good. So I everything you just said I completely agree with. What I worry about is I feel like there's a ton of pressure on Tua. Even Tyreek, even Tyreek this preseason said he knows this is a year he must figure it out we they've given him enough slack to be like we we've got you all the weapons we went and got Tyreek for you true figure it out and I think he forces a couple throws Tua actually had a very minimal interceptions last year single digits he did a great job um but I think that he's a great quarterback <laughs> he's the best one in Miami <laughs> I think there's gonna be a little bit of pressure there I think he's gonna force some throws to waddle deep I think he's gonna try and get Tyreek here there and New England's defense is not bad at all no no you're right they're a good defense and Belichick knows how to get in a young quarterback's heads especially when it comes to a defensive plan so I think if he can get the upper hand there I think Mac Jones goes out there and plays a very boring yet very efficient game and they might just pull it out, and that's what I think happens there. But I do like Tua. I have some shares of him. I But I'm, for some reason this game, I'm taking the underdog. I think New England does it. New England the underdog? What do you think? You know, honestly, I don't know who would be the underdog. Yeah. There. I mean, I feel like, in my opinion, yes, but they always get kind of that extra love. Yeah, I think they do, too. All right, next on the list, we got Baltimore in New York. Well, it's New Jersey, right? Aren't, isn't there a stadium in New Jersey? Yeah, I think yeah, so. It's, it's across the way. Um, so the Jets are starting Flacco, which is kind of interesting. They're going, going against, against his Baltimore. Former, yeah, his former team there. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, I don't think it's a good game for the Jets. To, I mean, starting Flacco, not good. Brees Hall's first game has to be against Baltimore. Um, Tough defensive line. Yeah, I'm definitely all Baltimore here, and I – I'm scared of the Jets fantasy players. I, I probably, if I have other options, I'm going to go that route. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that everyone that's on the Jets squad, I think it's going to be a tough first game for them to find their rhythm, especially with a quarterback they haven't been really working with uh, for more than a couple of weeks. I think Lamar, Mark Andrews, they go absolutely nuts. And I think Baltimore schools and buy a couple touchdowns. Yeah, and if you do have J.K. Dobbins, just pay attention to what's going on. And again, because he's a top running back, you may not have anybody else. If he does play, you may have to play that. But if you have, if you got anything else, you can go in there. I, I'm saying wait a week or so before you just line him up as your RB2 and be happy with it. 100% right. Uh, next on the list, we've got Jacksonville at Washington. Give me all the Jacksonville. I am. They are my dark horse. I want them to do so well. But I think they... I think they kick ass at this game. What do you yeah. think? Um, I don't know. I'm going to go Washington, 
But I love Jacksonville, and I, I definitely want them to win. They're like that little brother you root for when you know he's not as good as he should yeah, be. <laughs> but I, I just I can't, I just want him to do well. I just I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be extensively better this year than he was last year. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to start becoming the quarterback we thought he was going to be. But I think his weapons suck. I agree with you on that. I mean, I think that Zay Jones is going to probably be his best wide receiver. I hate Christian Kirk with a passion. Uh, not personally. Sorry, Would you hate fantasy. him as much if he didn't get paid as much as he did? I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like there's a negative connotation on Christian Kirk because of the massive contract he got. Biggest wide receiver contract in history at that point in time. That just makes me hate Jacksonville more. Right. I've just never been a Christian Kirk fan at all. He, I He's never... Like, I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I want nothing to do with him. <laughs> I hate that he will have one catch for 70 yards and a touchdown, or he'll have zero catches on four targets. I mean, he just does nothing to me. The fact that they paid him just means that they're going to keep lining him up out there. But I think Zay Jones and Marvin Jones are probably going to be the better wide receivers. I'm super pumped to see what Travis Etienne can do and how they use him. So bummed I didn't get enough of him. That He was the one I was... I was aiming at him in a lot of redraft leagues. And I even in some dynasty, I, I want to pick him up. I think he's going to just kick ass this yeah. year. I just, I just think that their offense is still a little, uh, at least a few weeks away. Like I think it's going to take them a little while to get clicking. So I'm going to go with Washington. I know Wentz, you know, he had the good MVP, you know, season where he was almost the MVP and then hasn't been able to even be close to, to replicate it. But I think last year when he went to the Colts, everybody was so stuck on that he was, you know, reuniting with his coach that yeah. hadn't won the MVP. Year. Super hype. On it him. was just like he had to do it. I think he'll be a little bit less pressure on him. Um, I'm I'm a fan of Antonio Gibson. If as long as he can hang on to the ball, and then you know, scary Terry. I mean, that guy can take an offense on his shoulders. So for sure, he's done really well with minimal quarterback play and uh, to say that Carson Wentz right. is his best quarterback which is funny to say but at the same time that is a he's gonna be a great passer for him how bad did we get robbed to not see Fitzpatrick and Scary Terry last year <laughs> I feel like we're getting robbed that we're not getting Fitzpatrick at all right now <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can think of a couple can he go to Seattle he can still go to Seattle right <laughs> like let's just send him up there just walk on with that beard all right, next big game right here, Kansas City at Arizona. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take Kansas City here. I just think their offensive firepower is better than Arizona's, especially with no DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. But I don't think like I don't think Arizona's going to get completely steamrolled at all. I think I think they're just not going to quite be able to keep up offensively in that that Kansas City's going to win. I think that's it, too. I think that's why teams can't keep up with Kansas City. It's every time they get the ball, they're going to score. It's it whether right. it, it's very rarely just a field goal. They go down there and they get the touchdown almost every time. It doesn't matter how good your defense is. And Kansas City doesn't exactly have a lightning defense themselves. But if you can't score every time you have the possession there, then there's almost no point. So I'm with you. I think this is actually going to be a pretty close game. Not... I'm going to say it's going to be within 10 points. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I think that's it, about right. It could be 40-30. That's what I'm thinking. And I think there's going to be huge fantasy implications on both sides. Yeah. I think this is going to be astronomical. Both these guys could throw for over 350 yards. Both Easily. these running backs could go crazy. And there's so many good wide receivers here. Yeah, I'm excited to see how they use Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I've been a huge proponent of his all offseason. I've been pushing people to get him. So I'm really hoping that the PPR points are there. I hope... Uh, 
Patty Mayonnaise hits him with that behind-the-back pass a time or two. And um, James Conner, I'm sure he'll get in the end zone because that's what he does best. And then I'd like to see what Kansas City's wide receivers are going to do. I want to see how they use Juju. I want to see how they use Hardman. You know, can Sky Moore as a rookie make an impact? MVS isn't exactly terrible either, so I'll be interesting to see. I mean, he's not a stranger to great quarterback play. Well, yeah, that's actually really his quarterback play, but his play has never been great. <laughs> <laughs> and Maybe. then the tight ends, I think both will do very well. I, I'm very interested to see what Kyler Murray does with Hollywood Brown. That's been, oh, yeah. That, yeah that's yeah. kind of snuck in under the radar in a lot of different places, especially because, like we said, we, you know, the first thing you think about Arizona is, they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, which is such a huge thing. They lo- they're losing for six games. And then it's like, well, he still has this really good wide receiver kind of sitting there. So it should be interesting to see how they develop a rapport. They were also uh, college teammates. So they have they have that Did rapport that. already. Yeah, they have that rapport together. It was part of the reason why Hollywood wanted to go there. So oh, man, we got just these college reunite. We- okay, so we got Bengals, Raiders, Cardinals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's have some fun. All right, next we got here, Green Bay playing the Vikings. What are you thinking? Um, Green Bay. Kinda, Joe, Joe's not here, so you I can say Green whatever you Bay can say. Green Bay kind of owns that division, though, so yeah. hard for me to go against Green Bay. I think they'll do it. Aaron Rodgers is too good of a quarterback to – and he plays the game, you know, unfortunately he plays the game like an NFL quarterback, which is tough when we're talking fantasy, where he just is really good at, you know, he'll get up, they'll get up by seven – and then he'll have a you know thirteen play drive that's going to take nine minutes off the off the clock, and he knows he's up seven. Why do I need to you know do that? So, I think as an NFL quarterback, that's great for fantasy. Sometimes you're <laughs> like, dang it, <laughs> right? I think it, he does. He has this large spectrum where he can pull out that Mahomes esque wheel and deal, pull out and just throw everything he can. But then he kind of pulls back and has that, like you said, like an Alex Smith type. Let's run the clock down. Let's do what we can. Slow it down. Drop passes here and there. Just kind of bleed that defense and that clock as much as he can. Uh, I'm with you on this. I think Green Bay takes it. And there's what's funny is that I'm looking at this, and I think everyone on the Vikings is going to have a really good fantasy day. Right. And then I kind of look on Green Bay. I'm like, uh, well, Aaron Jones probably do pretty well. And that's the only one like I think I would start. Like, yeah. it's, I'm not nothing against Aaron Rodgers. He's a stud, but I'm just thinking about his weapons. He's such a good NFL quarterback, but he may have no fantasy implications on this. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've been big on Lazard all year, so I'd like to see how he does. And then Minnesota, their offense is lights out. It's supposed to go crazy. I think Kirk Cousins is going to be huge this year. And, you know, Justin Jefferson, I mean, of course, that guy is a top two wide receiver in the league. But with the new scheme, I think he's just going to continue to do well. And then I got my first share of Dalvin Cook this year, so I hope he does well as well. Did you cuff him? Did you no. Cuff? You didn't cuff No. Oh, my goodness, sir. I blew it. Somebody uh, else did. <laughs> well, I'm in the same boat with you. I got Justin Jefferson, and I am so excited about that because he is someone that I've always wanted to root for. And I've, I feel like I swear, I swear I played him every single week in fantasy. <laughs> so they just trade him, and I just got to play him again. All right, next on the list, Raiders with their brand-new wide receiver going against the Chargers, that division game right out of the gate. What are you thinking here? This, I think it's going to be a really fun game. I'm going to... I might just tune into this and turn red zone off. This is going to be really fun. This is going to be a fun game. This, this division... Every division game in this division is going to be, you know, must-see TV. Absolutely. I mean, 
we mentioned it on the podcast earlier, but Derek Carr is easily the worst quarterback in that division, and he is a top 15 quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much talent. It's Every game is going to be up just a playoff preview. They're going to be a bloodbath at the very end. Yeah, and these teams are going to, you know, they're going to put up so many points each week, and I, I think the, the Chargers are going to pull it out. I think that Herbert is a little bit better, and I think that he's going to be able to lead his team down, but I think, yeah, both sides are going to... I mean, if you have some of these guys in fantasy, get them in. I mean, Austin Eckler, obviously one of the best. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, let's let's go. Let's yeah. put up some points. Uh, I'm with you on this. I think the Chargers do take it. I think it's going to be very close, again, because of the divisional game. Divisional games are like that. It can be the last place versus first place. It's weird things happen. I think Derek Carr does make sure and get Devontae Adams involved quite a bit. Not that he's going to have to try very hard. He's throwing to him nine times. He's going to have 160 yards. But I think Eckler goes absolutely crazy, and I think Herbert goes nuts too. And I think he's going to spread around. He's got a lot of targets this year. I think Chargers win it by four or seven. Yeah, sounds good. All right, next we got uh, Giants, <laughs> Titans. <laughs> so how many people are not going to be watching that one because they're watching the other one? Tennessee is uh, the only, yeah. <laughs> people who live in the Nashville sh- area. Right, right. <laughs> you live in Memphis, you're actually paying attention to another game. I got Tennessee all the way by this, and I think they win it by 17 points. Yeah, I think Tennessee um, goes runs away with it too. And, and I think it'll be, unless Saquon Barkley does have a really big game, I, I think he maybe could make it like a 10-point game, but um, I think Tennessee is going to be great. But I I don't love a whole lot of options in the game fantasy-wise. Derrick Henry, I think he'll be great. Tannehill doesn't really interest me. Bobby Trees is great. I love him, but I'm not desperately looking to play him. Because of where you would have drafted him, he wouldn't even be – he'd be on your bench because you would have got right. him in the teens, like right. eight, 9, 10, 11th round. Um, I'm not super pumped on Daniel Jones. Yep. I hope he can do enough to get Saquon the ball and get it going. And I, I hope that they Saquon used to be, you know, game script proof. So if they were losing by a lot, they were passing it to him a lot. If they were doing well, they'd rush it. So I hope that they continue that and he gets a lot of dump offs and can get seven, eight catches, but I'm I'm not. But besides Derrick Henry and Barkley, I'll play Barkley for sure. For sure. But I'm not pumped on anything else in there. I uh, I really want to see Saquon do well this year. He he's yeah. he's just a guy. I feel like he just had this amazing career ahead of him. He got this devastating injury, and he's on just one of the worst teams in the past decade. I want to see him do it really well. I hope he goes nuts this year, and maybe he starts that off uh, the first year or first game of the year. I also want to see how Traylon Burks does and see what kind of rapport he develops with Tannehill as a young wide yeah. receiver. I think he has a bright future, and it'll be interesting to see how it starts. I'm off. I'm not going to play Traylon Burks. Yeah, um, in week one, and again, if you have anybody that's you know close to better, I would actually even play Bobby Trees over Traylon Burks week one. But I am intrigued to see how they use him and how they move him around and how his snap count after week one. He is one of those guys you will be a week late on his greatness. Right, you, you have to. Right. he has to prove it. He and once he does, you, okay, lock him in. Yeah. But, you got to prove you can do it, man. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, All right. Tampa Bay against Dallas. Man, this is going to be another. That's a Sunday night game. That is going to be sitting there eating a burger, eating your steak, and a long day of watching football, and you get to see Tom Brady take on Dak Prescott. This is going to be a fun game. Who you got? I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Okay. But I I could see Dallas winning it as well. I mean, I think that both quarterbacks are great. 
I think normally Tom Brady, you just hard to root against him, you know, just be like, well, if he has the ball and, you know, it's a close game, he's going to come through. But with all the stuff he had going on, missing camp and stuff, I, I don't know if he's going to be top-notch Tom to start. So if Dallas, I think Dallas has to outscore them, and I don't know if that's possible with Tampa Bay's defense. But if Dallas can, I, I could see Dallas winning, but I'm going to pick Tampa Bay. I'm going to pick Tampa Bay as well. I think it'll be close if Godwin doesn't play. I think Godwin plays as a blowout. Okay. And I, right, I, and right. I think it's just purely weapon-based. It's just he's got Gage, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Fournette's going to run for days. Dak Prescott's got CeeDee Lamb, Tolbert here and there, and he's going to throw it to Schultz a lot. I just don't think – I'm with you. I don't think they have the horsepower to keep up, and especially if – Tom Brady's leading towards the end. He will figure out a way to keep right. that ball out of Dallas's hands. Right. Um, I do think this is going to be a tough game for Ezekiel Elliott, but I think as a whole, don't give up on him. Yeah. Like I, I think I think he's still going to have a good season. It's just Tampa's defense is really good. And so if I just want to see how Zeke hits the hole, I don't really want to see like his his yardage total at the end. I'm not going to be up or down on him. I just want to see if he's hitting it with the the speed that he used to have a little bit. I'm I'm more into that than what his actual yardage total is at the end. I have Tampa Bay's defense. I drafted them, and I was kind of concerned looking at them playing Dallas right out of the gate, and I was kind of thinking about streaming a different team. And I started looking at it, and I said, you know what? I'm okay with this. I think they have a good enough defense they're going to be able to kind of you know keep them at bay in certain areas. Uh, I, what I think is going to happen, though, Pollard is going to get a bunch of check down passes when they're losing and everyone's going to come out of the woodwork and be like, see, I told you Pollard's right. taking over the backfield. Right. Pollard's taking it. No, that's not the case. It's game script. And if they're winning, Zeke's getting that ball all day. Right. So I think if they're down, yeah, he's going to touch some of it. But honestly, yeah, I'm with you. I think. Tim no, is. that's a good point. I think Pollard is going to have a pretty good game. And I think we're going to see Pollard, especially with Gallup out right now, running out of the slot. Yeah, I agree you with know? you. So like I, like I kind think, of a play action or yeah, audible type situation for sure. I think Pollard will probably have a really good game. Yep. All right, finish up week one, Denver, Seattle. Let me guess. <laughs> well, it's not Seattle. It's not Seattle. We're gonna, yeah, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the horsies on this one for sure. Yeah, they are just they're gonna overpower. Thirty-five ten. I'm throwing yeah, some numbers out like there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ is gonna cook with a skillet. Just he's gonna cook some hawks, and it's up in Seattle. And I don't think the twelfth man's gonna be able to help him out at all. I, Do you think the twelfth man like? Do you think they're going to be mad at Russ? Or do you? Th- I mean, he was oh, traded, I so didn't even occur to me until this moment. I didn't even put two and two together. I, I think he gets, I think he gets an applause, and then I think he kicks their ass. <laughs> but wh- here's what I like: when do you think, when do you think it turns, and the twelfth man starts cheering him? Because if it's a blowout, right? Like if it stays a close, it stays just somehow it stayed a close game. Yeah. The 12's going to be rooting for Seattle for sure. They're going to be doing it all. They're going to be giving him shit. Yeah. But the fact that he didn't leave, he was traded. Yeah, good point. And the fact that, yeah, 35 to 10 could be a legit possibility. I think if it does that way, I think there's a point where the 12's like, fuck it. Go, yeah. <laughs> you know, go, Russell. Will. No, I think they're going to be on his side. I think oh, you think? Gonna, oh, you think they're just going to be? Oh, oh I, I, that's I, what I'm saying. I think. I think if it goes to 35 to 10, I think the fourth quarter they're going to be cheering Russell Wilson on. That'd be awesome. They have no reason to be upset with it. You're 100 right. Right, and they made them what they are. Right. They, Obviously, if it was a close game, I don't think they would do that. No, but. No. I think it would be really fun, though, if they're on the two or three, just doing a bunch of delayed handoffs, like dropping back like he's going to throw and then just hand it off. <laughs> <laughs> just to mess with him. Uh, Javonta Williams, start him. Russell Wilson, start him. 
uh, Sutton, Sutton Stardom, Judy, Judy Stardom. all of it. I can't. I mean, Rashad Penny. If you, I mean, you probably draft him to a point where you don't have a choice to start him, but this first game might be a little rough. And DK Metcalf probably going to have some decent value. Uh, I know you love him. You have uh, just <laughs> all kinds of DK Metcalf, but I think you do have to start. You him. have to start where DK. you draft. Yeah. Week one, you where you draft guys, you have to start them. You can't. You have to play the week, and so don't get cute week one. Play the guys that are you know valued high with their ADP, and make sure you get the best worth out of them. Yep, I agree a hundred percent. You know, looks like there's some good games. Excited for this this weekend to actually get football going and be every play. Seeing how that changed my my projections and see how my score is going and basically be be glued to the tv glued to the tablet glued to the phone i didn't realize how much hot fire there was week one i knew there was some but just going over yeah i didn't game, i was like oh my goodness like it's red zone's gonna have trouble keeping up right 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 <laughs> any picture in picture of the red zone yeah i'm excited for that guys let us know reach out let us know what you guys think some of these some of these games are gonna go Hit us up on our Facebook page, or you can email us at fantasyondraft at gmail.com. Let us know. All right, Maddie, before we get out of here, let's go to the drunken trade of the week. This is brought to you by At Bad Fantasy Football Trades on Facebook. And this is a doozy, man. This is a good one, and it's only made better by the explanation. So it starts off, it's um, a guy is trying to get uh, digs and... Michael Pittman. He wants those two top-notch wide receivers. And he starts off with DK Metcalf. He starts off with Dallas Goddard. Um, you know, good pieces, but there's got to be more, right? He has Rex Burkhead and Sammy Watkins. I mean, that's brutal. I mean, without even – we'll get into all the, the explanations in a minute, but, I mean, that's that's awful, right? That's, mean, it's not even close. So it, it's bad all the way around. We're kind of – it didn't say, but we're kind of – thinking that it might be um dynasty because really rex burkhead shouldn't be on your redraft team unless you're playing in a super deep uh redraft but or sammy Watkins, right right (laughs) so uh the guy who the trade was sent to he just sends back he says this that is brutal my friend and then the guy that sent it's like figured you may want burkhead he'll be your running back too with pierce i'm assuming damian pierce Metcalf and Goddard are both super solid assets. F- feel free to counter. Not sure we'll find the right deal. <laughs> hey, I mean, good on this guy for at least trying to sell the handcuff. Hey, man, you might want him. You got Dan Pierce over there. You're going to want this solid veteran running back. And the guy says, Burkhead and Watkins are waiver wire guys. DK is a downgrade from both of the receivers you get from me. Goddard is good, but not near the value of what you're asking. I wouldn't even give you digs alone for DK and Goddard, which I, I agree with all that. I think 100%. that DK, I would rather have those other two guys 100 out of 100 times over DK. I feel like DK is, even though I dislike him, he's the only piece worth anything in this other one. Dallas Goddard, I like Dallas Goddard. I think I he's too, good. I just His offense is tough. Yeah, I agree. And then the guy says, oh, gotcha. Yeah, I won't be sending DK and Goddard for just digs. All good. I'd consider DK and maybe Njoku or Komet in more of a straight-up deal for digs, but that's about it. (laughs) And then the other guy just hits him with the poop emoji. (laughs) Best response. (laughs) Poop emoji. I'm not even dignified with the comment back. This is yeah, this is a bad trade. Uh, this guy even tried to justify it. He's in his head. He thinks it's a good trade, but 
I would like to see the rest of his team and how he does this year because I think he's about a three and 14 by the end of the year. This is right. the way he values players. It's not good. Yeah. Right. I mean, Pittman in dynasty is about to be a top five wide receiver in a startup. I mean, he's about to blow up. He's about to be good. Diggs, though. He's a little bit older. Top is just 10. a complete stud. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Top 10 easily. And then Metcalf, if Metcalf still had Wilson, you would make an argument that he's stronger than he is, but losing that. And then, yeah, Burkhead and Watkins, they shouldn't even be in anything. Yeah, those guys are sitting on the bench for a while. Yeah, just dumb. But we love it. Keep posting them on there. We love to talk about them, love to laugh at them. Uh, just want to remind you to move your flexes. It's that time of year. If you have players in the Thursday night game, make sure you move them out of the flex spot. Move them to the running back or the wide receiver spot. It's so you don't get stuck on Sunday. If you leave him in your flex spot and then you have a wide receiver hurt, you have to play a wide receiver. You can't play your third running back or fourth running back because you're stuck. You've already played your flex. So just make sure... Move your flex guys into their actual positions for Thursday night so you have more flexibility on Sundays. Just smart fantasy football. Also, I'm going to get some bumper stickers made. It's Thursday. Move your flex. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that would That's what we need. Yes, I love that. All right, guys, let us know how you like today's show. I always want to know if we did okay. Patreon members, reach out to us on Discord. Non-Patreon members, reach out via email. Again, it's Fantasy on Draft, and that's D-R-A-U-G-H-T, the old school spelling of draft. Draft at gmail.com. Thank you to everyone that listened in today. I hope you enjoyed it. I think we had some good info. It was fun going through all the matchups. I think we had some great info considering that we are 24 hours away from the yes. kickoff season one or season start play week, week one. one. Oh yes. man i'm so excited let's go please rate and review on itunes and check out our patreon patreon.com slash fantasy on draft anything else on the way out maddie i've got nothing i'm so excited i'm almost speechless me too can't <laughs> wait cheers friends tip your bartender later <laughs>